0: Hey there, I'm Tony Ann, and I have an overwhelming passion to help moms navigate motherhood without the overwhelm. I went from struggling with motherhood and losing my identity to being productive and living out my version of being a happy mom. On the Real Happy Mom podcast, I interview real moms and experts to help you navigate raising children, self-care, time management, and so much more. So if you're ready to get rid of the overwhelm and start being a real happy mom, join me inside the Real Happy Mom podcast. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Real Happy Mom Podcast. You have tuned in for a very special treat here. Today, I have my friend and a pod member here, Shauna from a Simple On Purpose. And today we are talking about the all or nothing mentality. And this is something, I'll be honest, I struggle with this. Like the struggle bus is real over here. And I love that Shauna came on and talked about this in particular because she has such a gift of breaking it down and helping us to understand what the all or nothing mentality or mindset looks like. And she also gives us some simple ways of kind of breaking that because it's really, really challenging, but the the key thing that she talks about in this episode is doing one small thing because a lot of times we try to tackle everything and try to do all the things, but we can't do it all, at least not all at one time. So just taking one simple step is the biggest thing that is going to help with making that change. Now, another small step that you can do is also making sure that you have someone to help you stay accountable and helping you with walking through some of these things and if you are needing that, I just want to let you know, your girl is doing some coaching and strategy sessions that is going to help you if you are struggling, like I was talking about earlier, being on that struggle bus and feeling like, oh my goodness, I can't do this by myself. I am doing some just quick sessions that are going to help you moms who are struggling, with finding time to one, do things for yourself, trying to manage all the things, or just feeling overwhelmed with everything that comes with motherhood. If you go to realhappymom.com slash coaching, you can find out more information there and go ahead and get started with me because mama, you're not meant to do this by yourself. Let me help you. Let me work with you. And I can definitely get you there. Now we have, like I said, a really awesome podcast episode with Shana. So let's go ahead and jump on in. I almost forgot one quick thing. (laughs) Now, if you were on the masterclass, you heard me talk about the time transformation toolkit and the doors are open, finally open for the time transformation toolkit. And I'm so pumped about it. Now, I have some very awesome bonuses that are going on with that. And one of those bonuses is getting a 20 minute call with yours truly. And I am going to help you with implementing what you learn in the time transformation toolkit. Now that bonus is ending tomorrow. So I don't want you to miss it. So if you have thought about it, thinking about it on the fence, Go ahead and get it now, because let me tell you what, this bonus is going to go away and probably not going to come back for the rest of the year. So you want to make sure you snag it before it is gone. So go over to realhappymom.com slash time to make sure that you snag the bonuses before the bonus ends tomorrow. Now let's go ahead and jump on into this episode. All right, welcome to the podcast, Shauna. I am so happy to have you on today. Thanks, Tony Ann. Now, before we get started with our topic for today, I just wanted you to share a little bit about you and what you do.
1: So, I am Shauna Scaife. I am a mom in small town Canada. And what I do now is I am a life coach for moms who want to live more intentionally with more peace, purpose, presence, and passion for their actual life and the people in their life and themselves and um i started blogging years ago about motherhood it transitioned into blogging about decluttering and minimalism because i decided one day i'm going to try that and it changed my whole life and it's transitioned into intentional living like living life on purpose and i got coach training and now here i am
0: So Shauna, I I love all of those things. And I love that you are helping moms with living with peace, purpose, and passion, because these are some things that I really think that we could use a little bit more of. But Mm -hmm. the biggest thing that I love that you talk about is the all or nothing mindset. And this is one thing that I really feel like can hinder us, especially in motherhood and really in all aspects of our Mm -hmm. life if we think about it. But I wanted you to talk about what this all or nothing mindset looks like.
1: This all or nothing mindset is when you view things and you, I don't think we often realize we're doing it, but we view things as zero to a hundred. If it can't look like this, then I can't do it. If it's not working like this and it's not working at all, it's, it's always and never. It has to be, it cannot be. It's, it's looking at things in extremes In saying this one's acceptable and this one's not. And I often have this um, analogy with my clients, like you're looking at things with, it has to be a hundred or else it's zero, but what about options one to 99, all in the middle there? some common like examples of if i can't declutter my whole house why even start with one drawer or my kids didn't listen to me so i'm a bad mom like it just shows up in subtle ways and maybe a popular one we can relate to is like if i can't work out at this certain way and in this certain level then why bother right why bother when you <laughs> Are you asking yourself, if I can't do it like this, then why bother? That's a really good indicator that you've got some all or nothing thinking that you're stuck in.
0: Yes. And when you were going through that, I was like, I bet you she's going to say the exercise because <laughs> You're not many, alone. Let me tell you, Sean, as many people who have come on this podcast and talked about health and wellness, you would think I'd have my life together. <laughs> but I do not, just for you, the record. You are alone. <laughs> Yes. And this all or nothing mentality, I definitely see how this impacts our life, especially when it comes to, you know, making these small changes that can turn Mm -hmm. into big um, results in our life. But I'm just wondering, how does this all or nothing impact our life when it comes to us as mothers?
1: Yeah, I think for a big part of showing up for motherhood and taking care of ourselves and feeling like we've taken care of ourselves. Now we can take care of other people that self-care can't be an all or nothing thing. Right. And it doesn't have to be wellness, right? Like it doesn't have to be exercise. It's all things. It's like meal planning or finding time to calm yourself down, stress coping. Like these things still can't be all or nothing. So it, it affects what we choose to do or not do in our day. Like, or maybe I spent some money that I shouldn't have. So I'll quit the budget. Like it, it affects just the, the things, the way that we approach, how we show up. And it also impacts how we're talking to ourselves, especially as moms, like I'll never get this right, or um, I can't ever be a good mom, or my kids didn't listen to 100% of everything I had to say. So I'm a bad mom. And, and we also start to get this narrative around other people. With all or nothing thinking as our filter, that maybe my husband never listens, or I've had a rough afternoon with my kids, so the whole day's a letdown. These are just these negative extremes, and it doesn't actually help you live better. It just kind of starts to block you off and limit everything else as possible.
0: Yes, for sure. Now, I was just thinking, Shauna, like, are there are some ways that we can kind of catch ourselves when we're into that? Because sometimes I'll be honest—at least for me, especially when it comes to like health and wellness part—I will do it, and I don't even realize I'm doing it until like yeah. the end of the week, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, I didn't work out." Because I tell myself, "Why should I work out? It's too cold, or I I don't have the clothes, or oh it's yeah, just, it's not gonna work." Like how are we, how can we do better about catching ourselves in this so that we can uh, start uh, to reverse yeah. things? And
1: this is the key, right? It's like, you can see it in hindsight, but in the moment you're like in it, you cannot see it. And really knowing that we have thousands of thoughts per day and about 95% of them are subconscious. They're happening without us even knowing They're automatic responses. You don't have to think about how you drive to work. You don't have to think about how you brush your teeth. You don't have to think about if you're going to go and do that workout at the gym right now. You don't have to think about what decision you're going to make. Your brain already offers you a decision in the and it's affecting how you show up. Right. So the first step is to start to pay attention and you didn't catch it in the moment, but you know, it's going to happen again. So you can start to say like, okay, that's, that's a thought trap that I'm falling into of like, I have to do it this many times or like when, especially with habits, like when we're trying to change habits, we have this mild subconscious assumption that we're just going to do it hundred percent or not at all. Right. Like, this is this is a way we get stuck. This is a why we don't plow through and keep progressing in our habits is because we think we're going to look at the calendar at the end of the month and it's going to be a hundred percent of the days, but can we just start at 10%? <laughs> like can we just start there and work up to you know 20, 30, 40? Can we just do that? So really challenging the thought that it has to be a hundred percent and that's That thought is optional, right? You can think that if you want, if it helps you, but usually it doesn't help us. It doesn't help us get where we want to go. It doesn't make us feel good to be putting this pressure on the situation that it has to be perfect conditions. It has to look 100%. I have to feel 100% ready or 100% confident. These thoughts are all optional. So. A new thought, what's a new thought you're going to think when you're in that situation again? And I've, I know the exercise example is like, uh, I'm feeling personally attacked by it because I feel that too. <laughs> but that exercise example is so great. And it's something that I've had to coach myself on as well. When that comes up, like, well, if I can't go do it like this, why bother? So a thought that I've been sinking into over the past my, like maybe year or two is what's the next best thing I could do? And this thought, it might not feel empowering to you, but hopefully it does. But really letting yourself kind of step back and saying, okay, I'm going to take the pressure off of it being 100%. What would 20% look like today? What could I do that's 20% doing something that puts me more towards that goal?
0: Yeah. And I was thinking about that as you were talking. Okay, because I know what it looks like for like the the exercise. Like I already know. <laughs> so one simple thing just as you were talking, I was thinking, like, okay, like I could just do like 10 push ups in the morning. Like that's something yeah. simple that if I do it consistently, I know mm-hmm. it will, you know, produce some really good results for me, especially since I don't know if I told you this, but in the Navy, um, we have not taken our physical readiness test this whole year (laughs) or in 2020 (laughs) because of COVID. And so it's been good for me because I probably would have failed (laughs) if I haven't (laughs) been working out. But it's been bad because I feel like a lot of people, including myself, haven't been working out because we don't have to be accountable because we don't have to take that test. So I know one of the things that we get tested on is the amount of pushups that we can do within two minutes. So I know if I practice doing those, push-ups even if it's just 10 i right. know it can build me up to 20 30 and beyond
1: yeah and there's a theory called minimum baseline And you just explained it beautifully right there is what's the like littlest amount i could do that i really can't not do and for me like i wanted to be someone who started to do the dishes more and i thought well i'm just gonna go unload one dish and once you're there, once you're there for one push-up or one dish or one sip of water, you're like, oh, okay, I've started to make some momentum and I can do more if I want, but you take the pressure off, right? It's hard to hold yourself accountable to let's say a hundred push-ups, but it's pretty like you feel like, okay, 10 push-ups, I can do that. I can push it. five push-ups. I'm going to start there. So it's a really beautiful example you shared. I love that.
0: Nice. And one of the things that I was also thinking about, too, is how this can show up in motherhood, especially when it comes to like, you know, when we're having those hard days and we lash out Mm -hmm. on our kids and so we kind of beat ourselves up and be like, I can never be a good mom because I'm lashing out on my kids or my favorite thing or favorite thought that likes the, well, it's not my favorite, but the thought that likes to (laughs) pop up in my head is I beat myself up about the foods that I'm feeding my kids. I'm like, oh, I'm such Mm -hmm. a terrible mom. I'm I'm feeding a McDonald's again. Like, Like those little things. And I feel like it's like once you make one little decision that doesn't go the way that you want it to, it's like, oh, you're a bad mom. So right. I just wanted you to kind of help us unpack that and 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 help us to deal with that a little bit better so we don't have to beat ourselves up there. <laughs>
1: Right. Because we all have these rules on what good moms do or don't do. We all have them and we're all trying to meet them. And for many of us, it's how we're feeding our kids, right? So if you have this all or nothing thinking like good moms only feed their kids this type of food this often, that's an all or nothing thought trap that you're stuck in. Because is it true? Is it true that good moms feed their kids this certain way? Could you be a poor mom and feed your kid that way? And what is even a good mom? How do you define good mom? So when you just have, when you start to recognize like, I'm not a good mom because I did this, that's a thought trap. And then you can start to pick it apart. Like, okay, well, how would I even define a good mom? If that's something I'm chasing, what does it look like? Do I like that? Do, is it true that good mom's feed their kids this way. Is that true? So start to just like hold that thought up to the light and turn it around in different ways. And you're hopefully going to bring yourself a little bit more peace and take off the pressure that you're using the standard of measurement that's really keeping you stuck in shame.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and it's a couple of things that just came to mind. But the first thing, when you're saying, you know, you know, bring it to the light, because that's one thing I think we were just talking about this in our little pod meeting too, about yeah. how the way we can deal with things is is taking it out of the shadows and bring it to the light. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times we'll have these like really crazy thoughts, and sometimes I'll catch myself be like, where the in the world did that come from? Like, what the world? what? What is going on? Yeah. But it's true. Like when we take it and pick it apart, like you said, and really bring it to the light, we'll see, like those thoughts are ridiculous and they're doing nothing but holding us back.
1: Yes, they are not serving you. And that's the, that's the really kind of like advanced place to go is to start to say, oh, I have all these thoughts. Where did they come from? Because our thoughts, we've just adopted them. We have adopted these stories, these views of the world on what is good, what is bad, what is right, what is wrong. Most therapists will call it the programming, like our programming that runs our thoughts life in our mind, our brain programming, how we think about things, that's all handed down to us over the years in our early childhood. It's handed down to us from the culture we were raised in, from authorities, from our experiences and what we made them mean at the time. And all of that programming just gets set on autopilot, way deep down, because it's actually a powerful thing your brain is doing. It wants to be efficient. Could you imagine how exhausted you would be at the end of the day if you had to think about everything? Like, how do I boil spaghetti? How do I drive to the school? Like, it would be exhausting. So it's actually a very efficient way your brain is is like helping you live. But when these thought loops are put into the deep, deep subconscious of our brain and they're not making our life better, then we need to kind of reroute them, reroute them to something new.
0: Yes, I love how you said that. That was so beautiful about rerouting them because I, I know sometimes like, and it's funny because I was just having this conversation with my money coach who will be on the podcast here soon. <laughs> and you know her too. Her name is Roe. Okay. <laughs> Love, bro. <laughs> It's just crazy to me some of the things that are passed down, especially when it comes to money. And that was one thing with her. Like I would talk to her and she'd be like, hey, 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 stop, stop. Like, that's not a bad thing. So for instance, mm-hmm. I would tell her, I'm like, bro, I know I door dashed like 10 times this week. She's <laughs> like, why are you beating yourself up about it? Like, it's okay. And so I had to think about like, where is all this coming from? And so yeah. she helped me to, like you said, reroute those thoughts. So I'm not feeling bad about it because I'm literally sitting there, Shauna, beating myself up about right. having DoorDash. Like right. at the end of the day, <laughs> when I think about like my kids were fed and I had food that I really enjoyed, like, mm-hmm. why am I beating myself up? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, stop it. (laughs)
1: Yeah. And when you can have kind of that peace and like, okay, so that's just the thing I do, then you're not beating yourself up because we don't change from a negative place. We think that if we shame ourselves and guilt ourselves, we're going to make this great change. But that change is really shame-based and fearful. But stepping into something that's more empowering and accepting, like that's where real motivation is. That's where you can really make change and really redirect your thoughts instead of just like keeping them on autopilot and just shaming yourself into action.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yes. And it's crazy because once I like started like recognizing what I was doing, especially when it comes to money in particular, because that's where I have some really bad thoughts. Like Mm -hmm. I need some serious counseling. for (laughs) (laughs) But it was just like, I was just like, wait a minute. Like, hold on. Like why am I thinking these things? And then I started really going back and really thinking about like, where did this all come from? Where did it all start? And it's crazy. Like what you said, like when I'm shaming myself, like it's not helping anything. So me sitting here shaming myself about door dashing, I don't know, however many times I did this week, like that's not helping me to reach my goals of saving and having a certain amount in my mm-hmm. savings account. But, you know, if I like turn it around and say, you know, like, hey, like you're getting to eat the food that you want to, but, you know, right. you might want to tone it down just a little bit so that you can have X yes. amount of money in your savings account. It does so much better versus, oh my God, I just DoorDash 10 times and I'm like so terrible with money and all that. Like, it's crazy. Right. <laughs> like, and it's like,
1: Yeah. Like think about how you would talk to your kid, like, you you know, (laughs) you're not going to shame them into change or you could, it would be effective, but it
0: wouldn't be empowering. Right. Yes. And not long lasting either.
1: Mm -hmm. So
0: yes, I'm glad you brought that one up. And then the other thing too, really quick, Shana, I just wanted you to unpack this one a little bit about how our brains are trying to be efficient (laughs) with our (laughs) thoughts, because (laughs) I, I know like, I know I've heard it a lot of times. I call it like the little monkey brain inside of us that, that yeah, the brain from a long, long time ago, the primitive brain that's really Mm -hmm. trying hard. But I was just wondering, like, Okay, I know you told us about, you know, some ways that we can kind of reroute things, but what are some other things that we can do so that, you know, we can start to change these thoughts that we're having? So, like I said, the monkey brain doesn't just go crazy and, you know, running our whole day and sending us into having these spiraling thoughts of, Mm -hmm. I'm a bad mom or I'm not good with money or, oh, I'm never going to work out, those kind of things.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. And so, just to start with like the brain being efficient, the brain has three jobs. It's called the motivational triad. And that is to seek pleasure, avoid pain and be efficient. And you're like, well that sounds good, but it actually doesn't make our lives better most of the time because what do we do? Like what's our brain's answer to those things to seek pleasure, avoid pain and be efficient? It learns the answer to those things based on what we've taught it over the years. So this is where this is why we turn to social media. This is why we avoid feeling shame. This is we run from the feeling that feels uncomfortable. We turn, we chase the things that are going to make us just feel better. But all of this doesn't necessarily make our lives better. And I think a really powerful thing for me was learning that I don't have to believe everything I think. That that kind of set me free. Like, oh, my thoughts are just the story I tell myself. Do I like it? Do, do I want to change it? and often like this is this is what life coaching is and and everyone's like just tell me how to not do it anymore <laughs> and i wish i had this like magical answer that would just you can suddenly have super consciousness and never be stressed and be constantly mindful in the moment but that's not actual real life so it's always a matter of going through something realizing that's not what you wanted and making a plan on how you want to show up intentionally again and a really great practice, especially for our moms, because we're just like humming through our day with this low level of stress, this low key anger. Like, <laughs> I feel that we're just humming through our day with this is to maybe even set a timer for every hour, every two hours, and check in with yourself. How am I feeling right now? How am I feeling? What do I need? What, like, what feeling is kind of the theme for me for this hour? Is it anger? Is it resentment? Is it apathy. So start to pay attention to the feelings that you have, right? Because our feelings are going to indicate the thought behind it. So what thought is behind this feeling? What am I thinking that I could be feeling that? And this is just, this is just the art of paying attention. This is the art of becoming mindful about what the thoughts are happening in your brain and just like observing them, not judging them, not being like, oh, I shouldn't be thinking that or, or that's horrible, or I'm going to think this instead. not jumping to that kind of end of the spectrum, but just to observe and be like, oh, that's what I'm thinking right now. I'm thinking my husband doesn't care about me because he put the groceries in the wrong place in the fridge when I told him about my organization system. Oh, that's what I'm thinking right now, that my I'll never have a good relationship with my daughter because she's constantly mad at me for giving her time out or whatever. These are real life examples. So just kind of stopping, listening to the thought that's kind of running in the background, and then doing the work of like all right do I like that hold it up to the light turn it around when this happens again what am i what do i want to think and starting to move forward with that
0: Oh, I love that. Oh, that was so good. Because I know whenever I do check in with myself, I'll <laughs> sometimes I'm afraid of the answers <laughs> that I get, honestly, Shauna. It <laughs> 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 are being really real here. Like, sometimes I'll be like, oh, man, like, you need to go talk to your therapist. Like, what's going on today? But it's crazy, like, when you do take that time to just sit down and reflect, like, how much... How, how you get the answers. And I think a lot mm-hmm. of times we're we're seeking the answers and <laughs> things that will not <laughs> give us those answers. But yeah. I, I truly believe that we have all the answers that we need inside of mm-hmm. us. It's just mm-hmm. taking the time to actually sit down and find them. Um, So I love that you said that, like sitting down and taking time, because I will be honest, that's one thing as a mom, like I really could do a little bit better about that. (laughs) (laughs) It was funny because you're saying those real life examples. I was like, "Mm -hmm, yeah, I probably did that too. Probably just a little bit different, but yeah, that's me too. (laughs) (laughs) So I love, love, love that, Shauna. That one was really good. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Now, Shauna, you've given us a lot of really good tips and a lot of, Just helping us to understand this all or nothing thinking. I'm just wondering if there's one practical tip that you want us to take away today that we're listening to right now that can help us with that all or nothing mentality.
1: I think for me, what I have learned and what I've applied and what I try to encourage other people to do is one small thing. I really believe firmly that my whole life, like my health, my relationships, my job, my parenting, it's been transformed over the years by doing simple things, simple, small things. When I was at home with my all three kids, I had three kids in three and a half years. And I was like over to the whelmed. It was, it just all felt like too much. And I wrote on my chalkboard in the hallway, do one small thing today your future self will thank you for. And that's all I did. I was like, okay, I live on the couch. <laughs> my job is to make snacks and feed people and, you know, hold them. So what's one small thing I can do? And it was like drink a glass of water or read a devotional or eat a carrot. <laughs> like it was just really, really simple, crazy simple. But in doing that work, and I think this is where the power is in doing that work, I was showing myself that. I can do small things. I can show up for myself for the small things. And I don't have to have this big pressure of all or nothing. It'll let me just start to try things. Like Maybe I've never identified myself as someone who is healthy or exercises. That's some all or nothing thinking I have about what it needs to look like. But maybe I can just open up that a little bit to be someone who drinks water regularly or eats a carrot or does a push-up on the kitchen counter while I'm making dinner, you know, so doing just small things. And for me, what I think is it brings more balance. Like we're all trying to find balance, you know, mom life balance, all this stuff. And for me, small, simple things, it showed me I can show up for myself and it brought me more, I don't know, like I felt more in control that I can do little bits of everything or most things, the important things. And that felt like balance to me. That feels like balance to me.
0: Yes, yes. Loving all of that. So yes, I will continue to do one small thing, Shauna. Yes, I will. <laughs> now, Shauna, if moms are listening, they're like, oh, I want more Shauna and I want to hear more of what she's got. Where can we find you online if we want to connect with you?
1: Right. Yes. I forgot to even mention this. I have a podcast called Simple on Purpose and you can find it on any podcast player in Spotify. I'm also on Instagram at simpleonpurpose.ca.
0: Awesome. And I will make sure to include all of those links in the show notes. Shauna, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. This has been awesome. I really appreciate it.
1: Oh, my pleasure. I had lots of
0: fun now. I hope you see why I love Shauna so much. That is it for this episode. Definitely head over to realhappymom.com slash podcast to find the links in the show notes and make sure if you've enjoyed this episode, go and check out Shauna at Simple On Purpose. She has a lot more of this wonderful goodness over there. And definitely if you've enjoyed this episode, rate and review this podcast on whatever you listen to, especially if you're listening to it on Apple Podcasts. That means so much to me and it helps me out more than you know. Now, That's it for this episode. I'll catch you again next week for another full episode. Take care and with lots of love.